0: Hello guys. Welcome to the Shill and Hamilton podcast today. I will be interviewing Charlie Corrigan on litigation. So we have uh, some interview questions here. So first off, I just want to say, Hey Charlie, how's it going? Trent. Thanks for coming in. We appreciate it. I know you've been really busy today with disbursements. So we're going to go ahead and start off with our first question, which is uh, what are the circumstances that are necessary for litigation to begin?
1: So generally speaking, um, particularly in the context of your run-of-the-mill typical car accident case, litigation becomes necessary when the process of the injured person trying to negotiate or receive a fair settlement offer from the liability insurer, in most cases sometimes the UIM carrier, which is underinsured motorist carrier, When that process falls through in the sense that the case is being undervalued, they're not being given a fair shake, litigation becomes necessary to take the process into the court system and fully litigate the case, bring all the evidence forth, uh, make sure that the opposing counsel or the opposing adjuster, depending on when they come in, um, is aware of the merits of the case, the injuries, um, all the evidence supporting the claim, et cetera. And litigation helps that process. And and I'm going to get into that a little bit more, but that's the general outline for when litigation is necessary. Basically, it's as simple as when the case is being undervalued, the damage is being undervalued by the adjuster who is attempting to um, basically just get rid of the case before it would need to go to court.
0: So it's a failure of uh, being able to settle, and so this is the steps to bring it to court. Okay, definitely. So why would you go into litigation? Is there any benefit?
1: Basically, the whole point of litigation and why it becomes necessary is to just bring everything to the light of day, bring all the evidence out, bring all the circumstances out. For example, um, if there is an accident and an officer responds, and on the accident report, he puts one party at fault, but that's not necessarily the whole truth of it. Maybe the officer just only talked to one of the drivers out of a three-car pileup. Maybe the officer mis you know, didn't transcribe correctly what he was being told or what she was being told, etc. It could, I mean, it could be a million different things. But the point of litigation is to bring all the circumstances. Fourth, you know, and that's that example was just as far as fault is concerned or viability is concerned, but it could also be in terms of damages. Uh, For example, if viability isn't really in dispute, straightforward. For example, maybe someone ran a stop sign, maybe someone ran a stoplight. Damages may become an issue as far as whether the adjuster for whichever insurance company wants to pay as far as the medical bills the evaluation of the pain, for example, you know, if there's a client or who went to three or four medical treatment sessions at the local hospital over the span of two months, rather than going to 10 sessions over the span of two months, either due to not wanting to run up a medical debt, being afraid of COVID, what, what, what have you, litigation would be the chance to Bear out those facts. Say this is why, didn't want to run up the medical bills. Maybe couldn't get away from work. Maybe was you know was the type to just suffer in silence and grit your teeth and get through it. And litigation is a chance to uh, put that put that on the forefront to you know really get the get the client to be able to explain this is what happened. These are this is, these are the ways that I've suffered. And, you know, litigation is a chance to, you know, let the other side be aware of that.
0: Uh, so just a quick question in, in terms of that. So where does it differentiate from the discovery process in mediation? So yeah, that's what so, they tell their story as well. So yeah, what is the big change for that?
1: That's what discovery is. What I was just speaking towards is the process of discovery, which is where all the evidence comes forth in large part. I'm, later on down the line, there may be depositions. There may be expert testimony, etc., but you know the meat of the case after litigation is filed. When you want to, you know, let everyone be aware of what you're—the money that you're entitled to, the compensation you're entitled to—to to be made whole. That's how you get some of that evidence in, where okay. that wouldn't happen in pre-litigation necessarily. It may, it may not, but if there, it hadn't, this is the chance, right? Exactly. You know, okay. if if you or speaking to an adjuster, and you explain the reason for a gap in treatment, that the accident report just on its face is incorrect.
0: Incorrect medical billing.
1: Whatever, whatever the case may be. Um, That's when the discovery process would kick in, where the general function of it is to produce evidence for your own case, hear what the opposing counsel what their evidence is on behalf of the defendant, their side of the story, and that's when things come to light through... Um, Subpoenas? So a lot of times, a lot of times, yes. Um, that would be one thing. There's just general interrogatories, which is a kind of fancy term of art for saying we ask them questions, they ask us questions, there's requests for production, we provide them documentary evidence, video evidence, cell phone pictures, statements, etc. And they do the same towards us. So that's what I mean. Everything comes to the forefront as far as being able to really, if if any kind of settlement or negotiation uh, discussion before litigation needed to be filed was undervaluing a case, undervaluing damages, not taking it seriously enough, That's the that is when discovery kicks in to say, listen, this is the full story. This is what actually happened. These are the bills. These are, you know, the reason why the bills are X, the reason why they're Y, um, this is the liability, et cetera. So a lot of people are really
0: confused about the, the legal process in general because there's so many different facets and different avenues and areas of, and niches. So when I ask you this question, it's going to be really loaded, but how long does litigation take?
1: So that's a it's a hard question to answer, Probably the best way to answer that would be phrasing the answer in terms of a long time and that is, and also phrasing it in terms of that's one of the negative aspects of litigation, frankly. Um, for, for some of the benefits that I mentioned earlier, a definite negative that is something that should be considered is that process is not a short process. You know, when you send out the questions – opposing counsel has 30 days to respond. They have 30 days to provide the records that you are requesting and vice versa. You know, and that 30 days isn't always met. Sometimes it takes longer to receive responses. Um, Sometimes it it's definitely a, a process that's tedious and difficult to get all the records together on your side that they're requesting as well. So it can take a few months, just the discovery process. It can take more. it's It's hard to say confidently how long just even to give an, a median or average, how long that process will take. But what I can say is it's not short. And that's one of the that, that is one of the negative aspects.
0: Could you talk about maybe what part of litigation uh, seems to be the easiest and what seems to be the hardest mm. in terms of time, people responding, getting things together? Would you say that the bulk of the energy in the case comes in the beginning stages of litigation?
1: Um, it it it's, it really just depends. Every every case is is so different. Um, you know it that may depend in large part on whether it's a case where liability is contested, where, you know, where damages are contested. In other words, is the other side going to bat against the fact that the defendant they're representing is re- is responsible generally or are they going to bat against you in the sense of okay let's just let's just put that aside assuming liability is admitted we're not responsible for all these medical bills we're not responsible for entirely for the pain the client is experiencing maybe they maybe the client had a prior back surgery maybe the client had something else going on that may be high blood pressure that could have contributed to other effects, that kind of thing. So it really depends on the length as far as what they're contesting. But either way, I mean, going back to the benefit of litigation, you, we, it, ge- it gives the client a chance to explain everything, to you know, advocate for themselves and have their attorneys advocate for them. Um, basically, rather than just word of mouth, speaking to an adjuster, And getting them to take your word for it or trust that, you know, your what you're saying is fair, which they don't anyways. But in mitigation, you get to show them and you you get to say, all right. So, I mean, how are you contesting this? This is the proof's in the pudding. Um, So, yeah, I got a little bit off topic there, but that just kind of goes back to it's unknown how long it'll take. Well,
0: that seems to lead into my next question, honestly, which is, so with all that in mind and the risk and the reward of it and the time, what is the ultimate goal of litigation?
1: In the, in the simplest form, the goal is to come to a settlement that is fair, come to a settlement that if it had been offered before litigation was necessitated by it not being offered, then litigation wouldn't have happened at all. Um, you know, getting to a point where the damages are considered honestly and fairly, that's, that's the main goal, just to get a good settlement. Um, a secondary goal that's not totally underrated is, like I've mentioned a few times, just getting to air everything out. You know, cream always rises to the top in litigation. You get to put it all out there, um, just let the defendant know, let whoever wants to know know that the offer that you received or that you want to receive or how you want to be compensated and made whole is fair. That it's, you know, there was a harm done against you and you want it to be made right. So just the moral justification of being validated, you know, just being able to show this isn't a money grab. I'm not faking it. There's pain. It's affecting my life. It's affecting my social life. It's affecting my love life. Um, just the time and effort, the mental exhaustion, the emotional exhaustion, the stress, the depression, what have you, it gets it, that becomes, you know, something that you can really be able to flesh out.
0: And so now we understand the goals. What are the steps that you want to take in litigation? Do you have a plan moving forward or is it kind of something that you create is it is a cookie cutter or?
1: It's not necessarily cookie cutter Uh, cases, very good bit, whether they're slip and fall cases, quote unquote, when, you know, or car accident cases, trucking accidents, product, product malfunction cases called product liability cases. Um, It really just depends. But generally speaking, it's just pleadings, which is a complaint where you state what happened, why you're entitled to compensation, um, how you've been harmed. And after that discovery begins, like we've already talked about, could take very long, could take longer than one would hope, could be relatively short. It just really depends. Then once, that, once discovery is completed, usually depositions come in where under oath questions are asked to the defendant, whatever the questions may be related to the case, um, vice versa, questions are asked to the plaintiff. And this doesn't always happen. It happens most of the time, though, in litigation. Um, other other witnesses being questioned under oath about what they saw. If damages are contested, um, maybe a deposition of a treating physician, a primary physician, a you know third party physician who is giving an expert opinion about connecting the injuries to the accident. So it just so depositions basically. And, and this is just the cookie, cookie cutter outline. And then after that, usually about a year after, after the complaint is filed, generally, um, mediation, the whole mediation process begins. And that's just where you get a quasi-judge figure who um, is more facilitating a settlement rather than um, stating one side is right, the other side is wrong. It's, and it's done by a third party attorney um, and could take all day, could take half a day, but the goal is to get both sides to come to a resolution that they can live with and be happy with. So it seems like this is a really long
0: process, but one of the more interesting things about the litigation process that I wanted you to speak more on is uh, mediation and exactly, you know, the goals of what you want to happen and and how it's actually run because it's a Pretty complicated thing.
1: Yeah, so mediation it's essentially what I just what I just said and in its purest form. It's a third party is third party attorney is given the task of essentially getting the parties to come to an agreement as far as what a fair settlement is, a settlement that both parties could live with and just move on from the matter. Um, that the plaintiff can feel is compensating them for their injuries, property damage, um, just emotional harms, et cetera, whatever the, whatever the case may be. And on the other side, having, you know, facilitating an agreement where the defendant and the attorneys representing the defendant are agreeable to, offering a certain amount to, you know, in the case basically and something that they would be okay with. And generally speaking, uh, mediation is approached by mediators in a facilitative state of mind rather than a more uh, judgmental, like almost taking the role of a judge, saying saying to one side or the other, hey, the other side's, I mean, they're probably – they probably have a stronger case than you. So you need to, you know, cave a little bit. Um, most of the time it's more facilitated than that.
0: How do they try to stay impartial when it comes to um, not taking a side, but trying to be fair?
1: So usually they, um, they don't take a side. They, they just try to um, explain to the other side where the opposing side is coming from, generally speaking. So if the defense thinks that um, the amount that they're offering is fair and the mediator tends to agree, then the mediator, mediator will speak to the client and speak you know, to us all at the same time and just say, you know, understand that you've been hurt, understand that this has affected your life tremendously in most cases, but it might not be what you want. But it's something that is, generally speaking, enough enough to live with and enough to just put this case in the past and make you whole to the point where it's possible. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, you can't force insurance companies, corporations, et cetera, to pay more than they want to. But you can present your argument as best as you can, provide concrete evidence to back up everything that you're stating and a mediator will help you out generally, um, to convince the other side, corporation, insurance company, individual defendant, et cetera, um, that it's fair.
0: You say that litigation can take a long time, but from what it sounds like is that it can solve itself at different stages. Is that true? Is there a certain part of the process that usually settles quicker?
1: Yeah, I mean, it it really just depends. It could it could be resolved immediately after after a complaint is filed. Um, the uh, you know whoever whomever is being sued realizes okay, do we really want to do we really want to go to court and fight this whole battle? You know, I mean, there's there's cons on the plaintiff side. There's similarly cons on the defendant side. Um, you know, wondering, hmm, are we undervaluing the case a little bit? Is there evidence that's going to come out that will be able to, you know, tick for tack, validate what the plaintiff's attorney has been saying to the adjuster before the suit was filed or that or, or et cetera? So, or it could be during discovery, um, or it could be after discovery and before mediation, or right after a deposition, or it could go the distance all the way to a jury trial. That's um, increasingly rare in modern-day litigation in civil court. Um, but it's always a possibility. It's always a possibility that it could go all the way. So, yeah, I mean, that that's a good way to put it, that it can just be settled day after a complaint is filed, a year after a complaint is filed, six months after the complaint is filed just depends.
0: Well, awesome. I think I understand a lot more about litigation now. And I just wanted to thank you for being here and to explain to me and our um, guests just a little bit more about it. And because it's a very confusing process. And I think you've done a really good job of explaining it.
1: Well, thank you, Trenton.
0: So uh, that's it for this podcast. But we'll be speaking to Charlie again next month. So please tune in for that. And I hope you guys have a wonderful day.